You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. Now, here's your host, Faraz Sadiqi and Zach Rizzuto. Now, would you throw, and you mentioned the contested catches, right? Would you throw Josh Downs in a similar tier? Like, is he a 2B in this tier, or is he a tier below? Because, you know, these two guys might be gone before, like, Casey's first, you know, pick in the first, mm-hmm. you know, they pick, they have the last pick in the first round. You know, like, Casey's kind of my dream landing spot, you know, for Josh Downs, uh, you know, mm. assuming that both Flowers and Addison are off the board. Like, you know, I want Casey to either grab, like, you know, in my selfish fantasy world, I want him, I want Casey to either grab Josh Downs at 31 or Jameer Gibbs at 31. I think either one of those mm. guys would be amazing. Yeah, you've mentioned the Jameer Gibbs, I think, when you were on uh, the Yahoo Fantasy podcast. And I think that I like, I do like that fit a lot. That would be really fun. Um, basically, give the, I, a little, maybe a little too like Ghost of Clyde Edwards Alaire, the more I've thought about it, that I might, that might send like Chiefs fans uh, hearts of flutter <laughs> a little bit too, too much um, and not in a good way. But the, um, Josh Downs is interesting just because I think they have so many slot prospects. And look, I, I love Josh Downs, dude. I I'm, I mentioned that one guy has a higher success rate versus man coverage than, than uh, JSN in this class, and it's Josh Downs in reception perception. I, I love the way he beats man coverage, and he's a good zone beater as well. You see him win against press coverage as well. I mean, you know, on the limited reps you get against press coverage on the outside, I mean, you see him line up outside, not like 90% slot type of guy. He, he's been at least like probably 18% on the outside, at least in the games that I sampled. So, and the contested catch stuff, man, like, yeah, he has the highest contested catch uh, conversion rate in the class for me. Uh, He's so good at his size working on those 50, 50 balls. Um, Great red zone receiver. I think he'll end up being very good in that area. Um, I am a coward and I ended up having him as my wide receiver five with Quinton Johnson, one spot ahead. Uh, I, but I think all of these guys to answer your question are in the same bucket. Like I think they're all, late first, early second round type guys. And Josh Downs reminds me so much of Sterling Shepard. And I know that's not necessarily going to be like, oh, wow, Sterling Shepard. But man, Sterling Shepard, whenever he's on the field, it's like 10 targets, book it every single time because he's such a good route runner. He always gets open. It's just been the injuries. And I think Sterling Shepard's a good contested catch receiver too. So I kind of would love – uh, yeah, I would love uh, Josh Downs to go to any team that's going to run a lot of 11 personnel and needs that slot receiver. Um, I do think he could play a little bit in two receiver sets. It's just the size, obviously, is going to be a concern at 5'9", 170-something pounds. Like, that that might limit him to be a slot-only player, but nothing about his skill set, nothing about what he shows you on the field is like, oh, this is a, a little pop-gun slot receiver type. He brings a lot of juice to the field. Yeah, man. Like he has some really good double moves that I've seen. Like some some stuff around the around the goal line, and just mm-hmm. you know, he 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 works the underneath well enough where like DBs are, are afraid of it, and you know yeah. he can he can hit that double move really well. That's one thing that I noticed about him that that really popped. Now, someone that I think could be going later than I think he deserves to is Marvin Mims. Like it's possible 
he ends up going in the second round. But the last that I saw, he's still a, considered a third round receiver. And he broke out at 18 as well, 2.95 yards per route run over his career. That's the second highest in this class, only behind JSN. Big play guy. He had one of the best catches I've seen this offseason, catching the ball behind the defender's back against Texas Tech yep. right along the right, right sideline there. But Four eight. Oh, I love. I actually love the 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 Caleb Williams, uh, Marvin Mims touchdown in twenty twenty one. I think is the yeah. against Texas against Texas. I think is the best. Uh, he's got a lot of impressive catches to the to he the does. point that we're like I, when you said that I was thinking about a different one. That's how you know you're pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. The one I was talking about the one on the right sideline against Texas yep. Tech behind. Like I needed to see like three or four replays before I could re- even realize what happened. Like how did he mm-hmm. how did he catch it? You know. Yeah. Um. But, you know, you look at, you know, he ran a 4-3-8, right? Um, and obviously, you know, once you run a 4-3-8, you got everyone's attention, right? So it is possible that because of that, teams are like, all right, maybe we'll consider him, you know, in the second round. But then the analytics supports it too. You know, he's bigger than Flowers. He's bigger than Addison. He's bigger than Downs. You know, 5-11, 183. Still considered a smaller wide receiver probably. But, you know, what do you make of Mims? Because to me, I think he deserves to be t- taken in the second round. Like, you know, it could be a bit of a, you know, quote unquote sleeper. I guess you're not really a sleeper if it's being taken the second round, but like not someone that a lot of guys are talking about right now. Yeah, I like Marvin Mims. I think he's, you know, I could see him being a, a late second round pick. I think he'd be a really great third round pick uh, to me. Guy who, you know, he's, he's fun. Like you mentioned, he tracks the ball really well. He reminds me a lot of John Brown and, you know, if the longtime reception perception heads out there know that I love John Brown. You know, I was one of uh, the biggest John Brown fans ever. And he actually reminds me a lot of um, I, I keep coming back to this conversation I had years and years ago with uh, Sigmund Bloom and the late, great Chris Wessling about um, John Brown and how he was like, you know, those show dogs uh, like where you throw the Frisbee and they go and like catch it, you know, but they run under it and like they kind of grab it just like that. Like (laughs) that was like John Brown working deep, like post routes, deep corner routes and, and go routes as a very, very young player in like 2015 with the Cardinals. 2015 2014 uh with the arizona cardinals and he would like run under that those deep balls like like a dog getting a frisbee and i think marvin mims the way he tracks the ball and his speed and his vertical route running is very very similar to a guy like john brown ty hilton same sort of axis of players i think he would be he would fit best as like a speed slot receiver i've got enough questions with him about like his ability against press coverage. I mean, you just don't see very many reps with him against press coverage and in the role that, cause he played a lot of speed slot receiver uh, for Oklahoma in the last two years. So I, I'm a big fan of Marvin Mims. I, I think he's probably, I would I would say that some people have him rated higher than I do. Like you said, the like spreadsheet bros are all on Marvin Mims because of some of like the production and you know the team adjusted production stuff. I'm I'm kind of right there, but a little bit lower. I think he's a guy who he might he might be a, a really good like number three receiver in the NFL. That probably is is where I see him. But you know, again, that's where John Brown started. And then there were several years of John Brown's career where he functioned as like a pseudo number one receiver for the Baltimore Ravens, a pseudo number one receiver for the Buffalo Bills when Josh Allen was growing up there. So I think he could be um that that's a, it's a really comfortable player comparison for me. I think that can put his game into context. Now, who would you prefer between him and Jaden Reed? Like similar size, right? Both yeah. at pretty much 5'11", 187. Um, Reed, so I was at the Senior Bowl, and mm-hmm. Reed was separating with ease, dude. <laughs> like, like one-on-ones, yeah. like he had these cornerbacks in his pocket. Like there was no more impressive route runner at the Senior Bowl than Reed to me. 
Um, and I know the Michigan State offense took a step back this past season, but you know, as a senior, like you know, I would have hoped that Reed would really come through with a better year, like follow up that really good junior year that he had. You know, is I'm assuming you think that Reed is the better route runner than Mims, potentially the better separator um, between the two guys. So uh, that's the question I pose to you. Like both could be going in a similar range in the draft. If you were an NFL GM, a fantasy GM, you know, who would you take a shot on between these two guys? I like Jaden Reed a little bit better. Um, I have him ranked really highly as like a very good day two receiver. Uh, I, I think he actually has a number one success rate versus press in the class, which I think w- people would find surprising, but he shows a great amount of detail, a great amount of um, technical nuance as a, you know, getting off the line of scrimmage against press coverage. And you see him a lot like Zay Flowers play all three receiver positions on tape. You see him play X, you see him play in the slot, you see him play as a flanker. Um, I think he could fit at any three of those positions in the NFL. And and for Oz, he's so interesting because he's like two tweaks away from being a great, great player. Um, I think there is like some Terry McLaurin to his game um, in the way that he can track the ball, win in tight coverage, win in contested situations. But again, he's like two tweaks away from being Terry McLaurin level at the contest. And you know, I love Terry McLaurin, man. You know, I'm, I'm yes. like a big, big <laughs> McLaurin guy. So this is, this is high praise for me to say this, that he's like two tweaks away as a contested catch player from being like the way Terry McLaurin is with those 50, 50 balls. And as a route runner too, he's like two tweaks away tighten up his fundamentals there. He could be a Terry McLaurin level route runner. Um, I, I think he's a tough physical player too for his size. I, I'm a big, big Jaden Reed fan. I, I want him to land on like some depth chart that he can climb uh, pretty similar to again, McLaurin did, you know, as a, a prospect coming out of Ohio state, like there wasn't a ton of fanfare around him, but you watch him early on in his NFL career. And you're like, Oh yeah, dude, this is a pro. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear. Check breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Like that's a pro-level receiver and he climbed that depth chart pretty quickly in Washington. Yeah, maybe he could follow his footsteps uh, coming out of the senior ball as well. Um, yeah, now, true. There is another pair of, um, you know, bigger, maybe potential X receivers who could go off the board in day two. Maybe one of them can sneak into, into round one. I know that Daniel Jeremiah has his eyes on Cedric Tillman. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, there's Tillman at, you know, he's 6'3", 213, coming out of Tennessee. Someone who I personally have him ranked over Jalen Hyatt and we'll talk about him in a sec but mm-hmm. you know there's Quentin Johnson of course we talked about at 63208 and then there's Jonathan Mingo out of Mississippi uh you know also someone who is probably could be the fastest riser among all the wide receivers yeah. honestly uh th- this offseason you know on paper Mingo has an absolutely terrible profile dude like 21 year old breakout age 1.48 career yards per route run that's the worst in this class um he had two 300-yard seasons receiving. Not, not. I'm not talking about 300-yard games. 300-yard seasons before hitting an 800-yard <laughs> season last year as a senior. Okay, mm-hmm. um, but he's six two, two twenty, and runs a four six four four six forty. Okay, um, now when watching him, like. I don't see a ton of the four four six speed, especially when he, once he has the ball in his hands. Like I see DBs catch up to him, but mm-hmm. you know, I was at the Senior Bowl, and and I've been saying this that. Me personally, 
Like I I was not looking for Mingo at all. Like I just assumed that he wasn't good. Okay. Yeah. Coming into the senior bowl and you know, he, but he was making catch after catch after catch. And like, I like during the practices and I couldn't help, but notice, you know, his production throughout that week of practice. So, you know, then I had to watch more film on him, of course, after, after all the hype and there's definitely some intrigue. I, I kind of get it, you know, and you know, these guys might be different types of receivers, uh, but I want to get your thoughts on these two, on, on Tillman uh, and Mingo, you know, what their futures might hold in the NFL. Like, are they being overvalued because of the lack of size in this draft class? Like, can they actually turn into productive wide receivers in the NFL? Yeah, I think let's start with Mingo because I think he's interesting. And, and you're right. He's gotten a lot of steam lately. And I've said all along that I think NFL GMs, decision makers, um, like NFL scouts and and people that watch the game with more of an NFL eye are going to like Jonathan Mingo a lot more than like dynasty folks um, because you're right that he stands out in the class in terms of his size and the speed combination, but I actually don't think he's an X receiver. Um, I think he's probably his, I, this is really interesting. If you look at his profile in um, the 2023 uh, prospects for, for reception perception, and you look at Amon Ross St. Brown's uh, profile from 2021, they're so similar. I mean, the success rates are incredibly similar. And Amon Ross St. Brown was a guy who went in the fourth round, and he was playing about 70% of his snaps outside in the games I sampled it in his final USC season there. And with uh, Saint, or, uh, with Jonathan Mingo, about 65 to 70% of his snaps outside in the game sampled at Ole Miss in his final season. And for both of these guys, I keep watching, you know, same with St. Brown that year. I'm watching him like this is, a, I wrote in the profile, my guts, my instincts tell me he's a big slot receiver, like a power slot receiver in the NFL that he would thrive in like a Cooper Cup type of role. And that is pretty much exactly what has happened with him as a Detroit Lions player. And I think that role is really good for Jonathan Mingo too. And you actually see Ole Miss occasionally bring him tight to the line of scrimmage, uh, bring him in the backfield to do some blocking, pretty similar to like what the Green Bay Packers had done with Alan Lazard over the years. And I think Mingo plays with the bully ball attitude that people that watch the game are really going to like, both after the catch and at the catch point, good contested catch receiver. And he, he does sneak up on you, not as a speed guy after the catch. I agree with you on that. But like as a tackle breaker, he will bring a physical approach. Now, again, he's going to only thrive on a small handful of routes that are like slants, flats, you know, um, closer to the line of scrimmage, curls, that type of thing. But those were the kind of the routes for Amon Ross St. Brown, too. So I would love to see Jonathan Mingo not as an NFL X receiver, I'd actually love to see him sort of in that uh, St. Brown type of role, um, you know, because, man, he he really – he re I think he'd be great there, especially what he does as a blocker. Now, Cedric Tillman, I do agree, is like the – probably because Quinton Johnston is a bit of a – like a not, – not, not a bad player, but like a strange profile. I'm not sure that he's like a – day one X receiver. I actually think you could argue that Cedric Tillman's the best X receiver prospect in the class just because you see him line up on the line of scrimmage all the time. It's still that Looney Tunes, Tennessee offense, but he's doing much more NFL translatable things than Jalen Hyatt. Who, Like you said, we'll talk about him later, but he, I think he's got the best ball skills in the class. Cedric Tillman, he tracks the ball. Well, um, he's the guy that will win on posts, win on uh, corner routes. He's not going to necessarily just blaze by you as an X receiver. Struggles a little bit with press coverage when guys are really able to get their hand on him. He's he's not a guy that's going to slip away from press in that way. But, um, you know, I think he could be like a Cortland Sutton type of player. His RP metrics are pretty similar to Cortland Sutton's 
best year in 2019 with the Denver Broncos. Very interesting. So, so you know, if a team is looking, so so it seems to me like different types of teams will be looking at these two di- players very differently. So, if you're looking mm-hmm. for a pure X, it's going to be Tillman. If they're looking for someone who could potentially play a big slot, you know, some, you know, um, the guy that I thought of was Juju, uh, but mm-hmm. except yep. like you know, Juju doesn't have the speed that Mingo does, um, and you know, he's kind of playing a big slot type of role. So I can see that. Um, so, but with the speed, obviously, and the size, you know, de- is definitely intriguing for a lot of NFL teams. And for me, uh, you know, my my process has always been like, hey, listen, like if you're going to be a good NFL wide receiver, like at the end of the day, like those are the guys that I want to invest in in dynasty too, because mm-hmm. I want the longevity, like a guy who, you know, could be a great prospect on paper. Like, are you going to be a good NFL wide receiver? Cause if you're not, then there is no reason, you know, for me to invest in you. Right. Same thing. I'm looking at this quarterback class, you know, obviously, you know, people are enamored by, you know, a lot of rushing skills, like looking Malik, looking Malik Willis last year. Yeah. Right. It's like, you know, go for the guys who you think will be on the field, right? Who can win an NFL job, who can help you win. Um, those are the guys that are going to help you, you know, long-term in Dynasty as well. So I, I really like that take. I think Jonathan Mingo, you know, even though, you know, the spreadsheets say that, you know, this is not someone you you should be investing in, it seems to me like the fact that you a teams can get him on day two, he seems to be, you know, somebody that I saw with my own eyes that, and there's a lot of good receivers, you know, at the senior bowl this past, you know, this past, you know, a couple months ago. I think Jonathan Mingo, you know, the fact that he did it there too, it's telling me that this is someone that I should be investing in and take and just take those shots when you can. Now, Cedric yeah. Tillman, you know, he, he, it's really hard for me to figure that out because it's like you have one guy on that offense, Jalen Hyatt, who like I can't get a feel for at all. Okay, and yeah. you know, and and it's funny because with Tillman, you know, even though the offense, like you, you call it Looney Tunes offense, and that's a very, very good term for it. It's like you can kind of figure out what he's doing because he's actually lining up on the line of scrimmage. 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company. 